This is your official Leguizamo-rama spoiler warning. If you have not seen John Leguizamo interview on the John Stewart show, open bracket June 18, 1995, close bracket, and you don't want it spoiled, what he gets up to on that interview, then uh, I recommend you... Uh, you can listen to our intro, you can listen to the first bit, but once we start talking about it, we will be spoiling what happens in that interview. So maybe jump on YouTube, watch it before you listen, uh, listen to the first bit. It's okay, there's not like a huge amount of twists and turns. There are a few surprises for sure. Uh, it doesn't go the way every <laughs> interview goes, but it's not like it's a, a scripted thing, you know. Mm. I think you'll still get some enjoy. You know, you actually don't have to watch it. It's more just a framework for Missions Act to chat. But we give you the spoiler warning so, you you know, you can make your own choices there. But so also, if is... you're kind of on the fence, know it's only 11 minutes and 45 seconds. Yeah. It's not like a full commitment. Take, go take a shit. Yeah, that's true. Go take a shit and watch this movie. But I will say I once didn't listen to a podcast because they were like, watch the music video that we talk about first. And then I was like, oh, Okay. So I turned it off because I was walking. I couldn't watch a music video. And then I never listened to the podcast. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want to be losing people over over an 11-minute clip. I think you'll be okay is what I'm saying. Anyway, this has been your brief pre-titles spoiler warning. We hope you've enjoyed the spoiler warning. Uh, I've been Zach. This has been Mish. She interjected for a short time with the spoiler <laughs> warning. We hope you enjoyed this spoiler warning. And, and now for the show. Peace. I hate the word. I got, I got trust, I got one leg, and a bucket of tickets. See, I'm playing a little cornstarch. I'm my werewolf, man. Hello, everyone. Uh, you're joining Mission Zach on Mission Zach's Leguizamo Rama. We're a podcast where each week we chat about John Leguizamo, our favorite actor, and everything he has ever been in. Usually it's films or television, but sometimes it is things like music videos or tiny clips on YouTube. Uh, and we quite like the tiny clips on YouTube. It's a nice little walk down memory lane. Uh, and that's what we're going to be chatting about today. But before we jump right into that, hey, I'm Mish Wittrop. Uh I'm one of your co-hosts here on the pod. And you might know me uh, from in 1995. Good. I was living in Hobart, Tasmania. Mm -hmm. And I had an imaginary friend named Benji. Great. I'm joined, as always, by my lovely friend, who I do, I, I'm fond of you. Thanks. No worries. Uh, his name's Zach Ruane, and you might know him from. Uh, I think in 95, I went to Movie World and um, was so scared by the Gremlins ride. Mm. When I then went on the Looney Tunes ride, also a dark ride, I was equally scared. Mm. I was petrified, even though it's not a scary ride. It was just that I was in the dark and I didn't know what Fair. was happening. Um but what a great experience. I've been chomping at the bit to go back to Movie World for for years now. Uh, my partner and I watched Gremlins for the first time recently. Like a couple There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
couple months ago. Great film. So much fun. Yeah, not not as much of a kids' film as you'd think. Not even a little bit. Dark. But violent. proper fun. Like, I can see why everyone was like, oh, they're so cute. Yeah, and then those they little get, mog boys. Yeah. Have you seen uh, Gremlins 2? No. Now, Mish, do yourself a favour, check out Gremlins 2. It is... Uh, Whack. Mm. It's uh, one of our friends' favourite films. Gremlins too. Yeah. Who? One of your friends. Yeah, one of my friends. Oh, yeah. It's um, So basically, I've only seen it the once, but a lot of people love it and it is very good. It's basically what happened was the director didn't really want to do it because he'd made one and that went really well. And then they gave him complete final cut. Mm. They were like, if you make it, we'll give you final cut. And he just made a completely different film. It's just a completely Gremlins too. It's a different film tonally. It's super postmodern. It's like it's just it's like and it didn't do very well. He literally was just like, okay, if you want me to make Gremlins too, mm. I'm gonna use this opportunity to make whatever the fuck I want. Great. And that's what he does. And I feel like people now, like, it's like, it's this thing of like people now, if, if it came out now, same thing that happened then, people hated it then. But if it came in now, people would do like hour long videos being like, it's not Gremlins because Gremlins is actually about suburbia and you can't do Gremlins if you're not doing suburbia. And that's, it's a that's great funny. Film. I think you should check it out. Was Gremlins very it. popular? It yeah, it was out? huge. It was a huge film. But like films that were huge. Who directed it? Uh, Joe Dante, I believe. Joe Dante? Joe Dante? Joe Dante? I'm, str- I'm freaking out now that I've got that wrong. I'm pretty sure it was Joe Dante. I'm going to Google it to yeah, make I'm, sure. Yeah, I'm looking up. We're both currently looking up Joe Dante and I think whoever does it first wins or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Well yeah. done. They also, Joe Dante is also of small soldier's fame. <laughs> yeah. Great, great, great au revoir. Yeah. Of little things fucking shit up. Yeah. We, wow. We're making a movie of little things fucking shit. He started out as a, um, he started out as a, a visual effects supervisor, I believe. So yeah. that's why he's so good at it. But no, it, it's, um, Gremlins 2 is fucking whack and I think you'll have a great time. Um, great. Uh, I, I'm really wanting to rewatch it. Uh, Particularly because I just downloaded, well, this has been pre-recorded. We're recording this around Christmas time. But I downloaded um, Broly recently, which is Umbrella's new streaming service. And it's the best. I recommend it to you. Really? Like, is it the best? Like, you think Tubi is the best? No, no, it's genuinely, well, I do think Tubi is wonderful. But no, this is, um, it's, uh, uh, Umbrella is, is... Jesus, I just looked up Broly and the first thing that came up was an urban dictionary definition. Broly, to grab someone's skull with your hand and run them through solid objects, breaking said object and concussing said person. It's just an Australian abbreviation of Umbrella. Umbrella yeah. yeah. No, it's um, Umbrella has a great, uh, like Umbrella's really, really good for exploitation. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're a really... The, they they have a really, really good, um, I'm trying to think of the words here, like a uh, uh, slate of films, you mm-hmm. know, they're a distributor, they, you know, DVDs. They have a really good range of films and 
they've started their own streaming service. I've seen this. And yeah. it's um it's really, really, really good. But the point I was saying is I downloaded it recently. It's great. Like there's just certain Australian films I've been wanting to watch for ages that I haven't been able to get my hands on that's on this service. Um, Road Games, which is one of my favourite yep. films, yep. is on it. Um, but I, uh, I downloaded it recently and I watched... The first two films I've watched on it are the most depressing films imaginable. Like, Im- ima- like, so devastating that it's lingering with me. Yep. Uh, so I think I make I need to make a distinct what were they? point. Uh, so the first one was the film Kids, which is Chloe Sevigny, who we were talking about a few months ago. It was her breakout role. An Australian film? No, no, no. Umbrella does. They do. International films oh, as well. Um, no, no, no. It's a it's an American film, but fucking just devastating. And it, it was super duper controversial when it came out um, because it's about teenagers. And it's really funny because I was watching it, and the, as I'm watching it, I was like, "Oh, this isn't that bad. Mm. This this film isn't that bad." And then. Um, and I was like, you know, it's funny because like Skins, I think Skins has really like changed the da-da-da-da-da. And then like the last half hour is just the most fucked up shit. And oh, it stayed really? with me. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm not even, I think it's a very powerful film. I think it's a like, um, but I'm, I'm not, I, I don't, I think. It, watch I, it, tri- it. Every trigger warning on this film, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying go watch it. Okay. To a listener. It's worth seeing, but anyway. And then the second film I watched was called We Were Once Kids, which was about the production of the film. Oh, my God, Zach. <laughs> what was this weird character building exercise you decided to well, have? We were talking about Chloe Seven. Yeah. And I, I've wanted to watch this film for years and I thought I was in the right headspace because I've known it was full on. And then, the, and then once... <laughs> You're watching the film and you're like, oh, I don't, I don't know if this this doesn't feel like it was mm. super ethically made. <laughs> the documentary is just like, yeah, nah, man. That stuff really, that's that, yeah. So now I'm super depressed, and what I'm saying is, I'm Jones in it. I'm Jones in for a bit of Gremlins too. I love that. I'm like, because I was gonna watch Martyrs on it. Which is I'm, I want to see that so bad. Yeah, so it's Umbrella as well. Oh my god, I have been. I'm waiting. So, as our listeners know, Zach and I love a little horror moment, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, like, I haven't done one in ages, but I, I used to like. It was a really nice excuse to make sure I watched my horror movie once a week. Was I would like review them on Instagram, right? And they're usually the ones I review are funny, stupid little '90s ones. But I'm like, I need to find the right moment to watch Martyrs because apparently it is the one of the more disturbing horror films. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I've not seen it. I've, I've not seen it. Actually, knowing you want to, could we watch it together? It might be nice to have a support person. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but After Kids, which is a very different film and depressing mm-hmm. for a whole different set of reasons, uh, I'm going to do, I'm going to take a minute because mm-hmm. there's two movies that, like two movies on Broly that I've been wanting to watch for years. One is Audition, the other is Martyrs. Audition, yep, yeah. And um, those are two movies that, like, 
I was like, I'm going to watch them all. And then after kids, I was just like, I'm going to take a break from depressing shit. 100%. You know, you gotta, you got to make sure you're in the right head place. Oh, mate, that's exactly why when I'm having like a little like moment in my life where I just need to like calm down or reflect, like I'm feeling a little bit like overworked or whatever, I always find myself watching something like Love Island because it's like all I can take is this kind of mindless, just hot people <laughs> yelling at each other. <laughs> About but that's it. And doing kisses. That's kind of like all I can take. But when I'm in a really good spot and I'm happy and things are going well, that's when I want to watch Martyrs. This is the art, though, because you don't want to be in too good of a spot that it brings down your vibe. This mm. is the thing. You've got to be... It's such a specific place that you've got to be in to watch something fucked up or depressing because you've got to be sad enough... Mm. That it doesn't fuck your vibe, that mm. you're like, hey, I'm there already, I may as well just wallow, mm. like, but also not so sad that you're just like, oh, fuck. Yeah, the worst, though, is when you, like, revisit a movie. Like, I know I 100% we've talked about this so many fucking times, I'm going to bring it up again. It's my favourite movie in the world, Muriel's Wedding. Mm. I watched it when I was younger and I was like, oh, my God, this movie's so fun. And then I didn't revisit it until about five or six years ago where I watched it again for the first time in, like, 10 years and it's like it was marketed as a comedy yeah, everything yeah, i could remember about it yeah. as a kid was that it was funny and that it was fun and a bunch of people dancing around in funny things and it the, it was so disturbing that film to me yeah um but fuck i love that movie but i remember when i watched it i that sat with me for about a week yeah i just remember watching it and just being like and i realized like comparing that to kids or something like that but i'm just saying in terms of like the headspace I was went in when I watched that, and it really did. It brought me down for about a week. But this is the thing. Like, kids is not like martyrs. It's not, um, depending on your definition of violence, it's not, um, it's, it's, it's profoundly depressing more than, um, mm. like, shockingly, uh, like, it, it's, it's, there's a, I don't want to go into it, but it's, it's more in the realm of, like, oh, <laughs> No, I know what you mean. There's, have you seen a movie called Mysterious Skin? Uh, no, I've not. I, I really want to watch that film. That Probably, sounds like very a Broly similar, film. Very, yeah, but yeah. I, reckon, I reckon they're good for that. that. Like that's another one of those movies that I watched. I was about 13 when I saw that for the first time, 14 maybe, and I wouldn't watch it again. But, but it was a good film, but it was a really, that was one of those like that is See, depressing. but this is the thing. I think I find it harder as I get older like I, because there's a few films from like I think Snowtown is one of those. I remember I watched. I could Snowtown. never watch that again. Yeah, and I was like, I don't, I don't think I'll watch that film again. Mm. And uh, I remember it's feel- so good. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, incredible film. Incredible film. I will never watch it again. Yeah, I that's and that's the first thing I said after mm. I watched. It. I was like, actually, the first thing I said is I don't know how I feel about that film. And then a day later, I was like, that film was incredible. Mm-hmm. What I do know is I'll never watch it again. Mm-hmm. We need to talk about Kevin is on that list for me. Yep. I found that film fucking devastating. Mm. And also um, I haven't watched Requiem for a Dream in 20 years Mm. because I have a similar feeling. I think Requiem for a Dream probably is because I watched it young. I think maybe that wouldn't hit me as hard now, but who knows? Um, I I didn't watch – I only watched Requiem for a Dream about six years ago for the first time, around about that, and it was disturbing. But I think because it had been built up so much to me that it was like the most disturbing movie ever made, it just didn't hit for me like it's hit for other people. But I think it's like it's not so much about like the – yeah, that's exactly it. Mm. It's about how much it fucking makes you despair at humanity. 100 – oh, (laughs) yes, 
That no, but that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. And I get the sense that Martyrs is in that category. Probably. That Have you ever a seen super... a movie called um, The House That Jack Built? No, I, I, I it, that's so. And I've been told it's incredible. <laughs> Horrific. But I I'll just, never watch it. Again. I don't think I can do it. <laughs> yeah, that one's. And he's an incredible filmmaker, but. He's Horrific. also an incredible filmmaker at making you feel like shit. Yeah. Well, that's one of those movies that was just like, well, I'll never forget that and now I feel awful about myself. Yeah. No, that was kids for yeah. me. I just was like, huh. What else has Lars von Trier done? Um, he did Dancer in the Dark, which is incredible. Melancholia. Yeah. A lot of, lot of shit that makes you feel bad about the world. Why? <laughs> but why, Lars? All right. The, I don't know, very European. <laughs> Has Lars ever worked with um, John Leguizamo? No, I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I don't think he has. Oh, speaking of. He's worked with Björk. Has he? <laughs> um, all right, after the break, we're going to say what Lars von Trier movie we could see John Leguizamo working in after the ad break. Okay. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You kick it off, mate. Hello. Welcome back from the ad break. Um, fingers crossed there was an ad. Oh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? For ads our, are really for down. Our pockies. <laughs> ads are really down across the board on, mm. on podcasts uh, this year. But also, year. when we do have ads, people underneath our Instagram photos like, congrats on the ad, because they know Tom's getting paid that month. <laughs> 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 um, so based well before the uh, ad break, we asked the question of which Lars von Trier movie could we see John Leguizamo being in? Um, and now that I've had a look over Lars von Tri- Trier's films, I actually don't think I've seen that many. I'm going to say Dogville. Yeah, same. Dogville. I'm going to say Dogville because Nicole Kidman's on the front cover. Yeah. Dogville. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but the, he could do, he, he's a great actor. He really is. Um, all right. We're going to talk now about uh, a video that John Leguizamo was in, shall we? Please. Here we go. Here we go. This week we watched John Leguizamo, sorry, this week we watched John Leguizamo interview on the John Stewart show, open bracket, June 18th. 1995 close bracket, which is a clip on YouTube Mish found this morning. In this particular interview, John complains about not getting a second season of his comedy show, which we haven't watched yet. Then he shows his bottom. Then they cut to an ad break. When they return, they talk about working with Steve. He talks about working with Steven Seagal and then tells a funny story about working on Die Hard 2. The best part of this video, I am eight show, is that usually in videos like this, they cut the ad break, but in this video, <laughs> they kept all the 1995 ads in and it was funny and weird. Yeah, I loved that. So, uh, full disclosure, we had a different thing organized for this episode. No, I want to explain why. Um, which is because you mentioned that I found it this morning, which makes oh, me sound disorganized. And I refuse, 
for our audience to feel like I'm disorganised. We had something else organised. It didn't go to plan, so we had to watch something last minute. But we do enjoy watching the YouTube clippies because the last time we watched a YouTube clippy, we went motherfucking viral on yeah, that shit. And you all loved it. We So we're, we're doing it again. We're balancing out here, um, you know, a desire to one day wrap this shit up yeah. with a desire to occasionally watch a YouTube clip. 100%. When, when plans change. You know, that's the thing about a pod like this. Plans change. Mm. Well, you can't just watch a movie. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. Because um, I was already watching nothing like the holidays. Now, the reason today. I chose this specific, yeah, exactly. We're recording too, <laughs> so we could have a little Christmas break, a little Chrissy break. Um, so the reason I chose this clip mm. is because I miss Sexy Luigi. Well, hey, Leg great was Hollywood. Choice. Yeah, great. And because we're at the moment, we're covering a lot of Dad Guizamo. Mm. We've just come off the arse end of Bloodline Arama. We did that about a month ago. And it was just a lot of Dad Guizamo, Daddy Guizamo sometimes too, but we haven't had some early leg stuff. Well, we burned through the 90s. We've yeah, pretty we, much watched because all Because we were just loving stuff. it so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, that I just wanted to revisit it a little bit. And I thought it was very interesting because it was the John Stewart show. John Stewart then ended up being the host of The Daily Show, who then passed it on to Trevor Noah, who, when he was away, gave his job for a week or so to John Leguizamo. Yeah, they've been And I was like, that's, I wish I could have popped in and been like, hi, guess what's going to happen? One day you guys are going to, there's going to be a whole thing. A whole thing. Um, And I I actually really enjoyed this interview for multiple reasons. Yeah, it was very fun, very chaotic energy, very loosey-goosey. My favourite part was the Subway ad. Same. So they had an ad for Subway. and This is before, uh, this is a Subway ad, because I didn't realise Subway existed before that pedophile. Before, yeah. Jared. Jared. Fogues. Fogues. Fogsy. Fogues. So because Fogues was so seminal for um, Subway, you know, it's hard to imagine a time before Fogues. Yeah. But this is before Fogues. It's also before Subway came to Australia. So I just have no... For me, Subway is the most early 2000s thing you can possibly get. Like for mm. me, Subway is just ingrained in... I think I've talked about before when the Subway opened in my hometown. Mm-hmm. There was a, they, they opened the site and I remember people being like, it's like a sandwich. Mm. And we're like, what? What do you mean? A sandwich, ham, cheese? It's like, no, it's like a sandwich, but you can get like anything on it. And it's like, what do you mean? It's like, you get to choose. Do you remember this? Have I talked about this before? No, I was not like, with me. I w- it was just like the biggest deal. I remember where it was. It was in Tralgan, which is about 15 minutes drive from where I was. And people like went in and I remember eating, I had sweet onion chicken teriyaki and I was just like, this is the best fucking thing I've yeah, ever had in my yeah. life. Fuck yeah. This is so much more than a sandwich. Yeah. This is a. Well, what the, what Subway did for our generation is that mm. we had like a lot of almond parents. My mum had some fucked up late eighties diet yeah. culture in her life. Right. So there was like a lot of like um, uh, cleansers in my family. Mm. Like my mum would have like a juice cleanse quite often. She had a lot of like, honestly, because that was her generation. She was brought up. I feel like our generation took juice cleanse to another level. Oh, yeah, we took that I feel like they were more the um, microwave meals, like the lean cuisines. Well, well, my mum brought into like her life. There was very much this kind of like. 
late 80s diet culture. So, yeah. like, Macca's bad, but now there's this, like, veggie-heavy <laughs> fast food, Subway good. Subway so, like, good. When, we, when a Subway opened near our house, yeah. that was often the fast food we had for dinner. Yeah. Because when Subway first came to Australia, from my memory of it anyway, when Ivanhoe Subway started... We, it was very popular. Like yeah. There was a, and you couldn't Uber Eats a Subway. You had to go there. Yeah. To get it. And there was a line. Yeah. And we would get our Subways. Now, here's a fun fact about your friend, Mish. Yeah. Good friend, arguably. Uh, yeah, no, not arguably. I, unless, I, I would say with confidence, good friend. Yeah. Great. Beautiful. Wonderful. I love that. That's made me feel good. Um, <laughs> you need if to find you... that within yourself, honey. <laughs> Um, if you asked my partner what would make me, like what food yeah. he would get me to ensure I was happy with my lunch or something, I kid you not. You still have a... Bay Marie sandwich. There is something about... Are you talking about Subway specifically? Not Subway specifically. I miss sandwich shops. You know, where you would walk in... And they would have a hot food section with potato cakes yeah, 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 and yeah. pies. And then they would have a whole section where they would just have these really large pieces of white bread. Yeah. And you would select what you'd put on your sandwich. Yeah. They don't exist anymore because of health and safety, I'm sure. No, they're still around, mate. You've got to come back, come back to where I'm from, mate. Hunch said I will. Because Morwell train station has one. And the big piece of roast meat on the, in yeah, the Bay Marine. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So... I used to be sure that every time you go to a shopping centre, there'd be a fancy, f- fancy feast. Yeah, yeah. Or, and they'd make fan- they'd make fucking Bay Marie sandwiches and you'd pick your cheese, you'd pick all your toppings and you'd get it on a sandwich and it just so good. There was something about the way they salt and pepper that bitch that is just different. It hits different. Now, yeah, yeah. I haven't been able to find a good Bay Marie sandwich in years. I'm not kidding. They still exist in the country. Well, hardly in the city, mate. They're gone Honestly, from the city. They're gone. But but you can still get a subway. Now I had my first subway for the first time in years. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. like pre-COVID, probably. So like years. I had my first subway a couple of months ago, and that shit slapped so hard. Like it was so fucking good. No, but it was really good. And since yeah. then, two months ago, I've had about three. Like, and my partner doesn't like him. He's just like, that's weird. But he knows how much I miss Bay Marie sandwiches and I get the essence of a Bay Marie sandwich. Yeah, I get that. I love them. I hate pre-made sandwiches. If you fucking take me to any place and they've got your focaccias lined up and you get your fucking sandwich that's already been pre-made sitting there, nah. Well, because, Mish, I think when you really break it down, uh, I remember seeing something once about like – convenience store sandwiches Mm. and really a good sandwich the ambient temperature of the different ingredients needs to be a little bit different you want you're fucking making me wet (laughs) you want a warm protein or at the very least a room temperature protein you want a cold crisp salad and you Mm. want like a like a a room temperature bread 100 and anything Mm pre-made something in that sandwich is going to be the wrong temperature you are fucking on the money. I don't eat meat anymore, but when I did, a chicken schnitty Bay Marie sandwich mm. where mm. you'd have your warm mm. chicken. It's never hot. It was always just warmish mm. schnitty on mm. the bread. Mm-hmm. And you put the fucking cold cheese on top of it so it didn't melt, but it went like a room temp. Yep. Sweated a little bit. Yeah, that sweaty Super cheese. Super crispy, almost a bit too wet. Not quite, but a bit too wet iceberg. 
on top of that. And then you salt and pepper and mayonnaise on your fucking room temp bread fucking on. That shit was so good. This is uh, not really like, have you ever talked to Sam Lingham, uh, who, friend of the pod? Have you ever talked to Sam Lingham about sandwiches? I don't know. That cunt bangs on about exactly the type of sandwich you're talking about mm. more than you can possibly imagine. Yeah, I could imagine. We'd he is obsessed with sandwiches. Yeah, same. Because I think, I think there's something to be argued, and he'll say the same thing, that that's in the category, mm. uh, like if you were to define Australian cuisine, that kind of Bay sandwich is, is in the realm. And, oh. and he will say, and I agree, that we need to elevate and, and elevate that and respect that as part of our national cuisine. The, if in America they have subs... Mm-hmm. We have that kind of sandwich. And imagine if a chef put their mind to that kind of sandwich. You don't understand how much I want that. And instantly Sam has become my favorite Donner again. (laughs) (laughs) In hearing that, he's number one. No, because he's so right. I have such a love for them. Mm. I always have. I have such a love for a Bay Marie sandwich because there's something. When you buy a sandwich, convenience store sandwich or pre-made cafe sandwich, it's never exactly what you want. No. There's always something in there that you didn't want. And I think you are fucking on it with the temperature shit. Yeah, it's the right? temperature. The yeah. temperature. And the thing with Subway, Subway isn't great. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not great. But the bread is not cold, right? Mm. And they heat up your proteins. Yeah. So they get it. Subway gets the temperature thing. Yeah. I just miss... A fucking good sandwich shop. You'd go in, there would be a drinks fridge that has at least one or two of everything. Yeah, you go so you get, get nippies, chalky milk. Nippies! I was about to fucking say, cunt! But not chalky. Honeycomb. Oh, no. Nippies, nippies chalky honey- or, or uh, coffee, depending. No, coffee or honeycomb. Oh, crazy. Nippies, You're you'd crazy. get a little nippies or there was always a good uh, juice selection. Yep. Um, and I'd go an orange mango if it was there. Fantastic. But And then always like five rows of 600 mil Cokes. Yeah. <laughs> Just plain Coke, right? Yeah. And then you would go and you'd, they'd ask you what kind of bread and you're fucked if you say anything but white. Yeah. And you get your white bread and you just put whatever you want on it. And it's just, it was the most wonderful, it's the most Wonderful lunch. And if you're very hungry because you skipped brekkie or you didn't eat enough or you've had a busy day, you get a tato cake while you're there. Or a dimmy, Mish. You you're know a dimmy boy. I'm a tato dimmies. cake girl. You know I love dimmies. I love a dimmy. I know you do. I love dimmies. Dimmies are very high up there for Australian cuisine as well. Oh, absolutely. Steamed or fried? Ah, uh, Both. Do you have a preference? Um, no. No, it, it really depends. I think a South Melbourne dim sim is better steamed. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Actually, it's great fried too. I think I think it, it. I think I would probably go for fried more often. But a home steamed dim sim, great. Also, I have a real soft spot with like fish and chip shops or, or these this sort of place that you're describing with a dim sim. They kind of like keep them in the steamer. Mm. They have some ready to go in the steamer. So they're like a slow cook steamed yeah. dim sim, and they've got this like soft mushiness. And I remember um, before drama classes, I used to get like a bag of steamed dim sims with soy sauce and a bottle of Coke. Fucking so good. Yeah, but that's not fucking lie. That's not just how you had your dimmies. Because oft when we lived together. I would make it, yeah. You, at two o'clock in the morning, you'd come home from a party. Yeah. A little bit booze heavy. Yeah. And in your turquoise underwear. (laughs) 
I remember them so clearly. They had a big hole at the back. Oh, God, that's <laughs> horrific. Just in your turquoise undies, you would, I'd come out to the lounge room and have a chat with you about whatever happened that night at whatever party that you were at or that we were at, and you would make, a, uh, in your fucking turquoise undies in our kitchen, a dimmy sandwich. That's so funny. Yeah. That's like my favorite. Some of my favorite memories of you, man. Sometimes George Foreman. It. We had a yeah, George don't. Foreman. Yeah, don't. And then that we that kitchen was filth. Foul. Foul, mate. And I, it always smelt like dimmies. <laughs> I remember. I think we've talked about this before. That because that house for like six years, maybe longer, yeah. never didn't have a repeat of someone living it. There was never no one living in it. Yeah. So it was always like. Uh, you know, third years were living in it and then bef- at the same time as a first year and then someone mm-hmm. else. Moved. So there was never someone not living in it. So there was never a clean out that happened. Mm. And you know how like most people are just like flour doesn't go bad. Mm-hmm. Like sugar doesn't go bad. Like those things sit in the pantry and that, and you don't have to worry about flour going bad. Mm-hmm. I am paranoid about flour going bad because I remember – that we had like flour that was like seven years old. Mm. This, and I remember the stink. We were cleaning it out when we moved out. The stink mm. of off flour. Mm. It's such a distinct smell because flour shouldn't go off. Mm. I remember when I first moved there, one of the first things you lads showed me was that you recently acquired a deep fryer. <laughs> and that in the two weeks the first two weeks that you had this deep fry before I moved in, you just deep fried everything. Yeah. And that smell of old fryer grease oh. was in that house for as long as I lived there. That like old fryer grease smell. You talk about me making dim sim sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I would sometimes get home maggoted, like drunk yeah. out of my mind. Yeah. And I would cut but, you know, and deep, no, Potatoes. I would cut. <laughs> I would get. I would get a bag of potatoes and I would cut French fries yeah. and deep fry them. Yeah. Like, not tipsy. This is like, like you are goon. F- yeah. Like this is you have consumed like fifteen standard yeah. drinks. Oh, mate, like, I remember you're acting like I wasn't there, mate. But can you? How do I still have fingers? I don't know. I don't. How know. did I? How did I prepare? French fries. I'm telling you, I had just, I had come. You're, like you're doing French fries from scratch after having 15 standard My drinks. introduction to the Arts oh. Academy at Ballarat was early days orientation week for my first year. So you were in third year. Was you maggoted in the kitchen? Fuck off. I don't know how we were alive, to be honest with yeah, you. How we lived. Um, just eating dimmies and chicken, cooked chickens from Woolies or whatever. In your underwear, in the kitchen, just off your face. And I was just like, this is the most insane thing. Is this how adults are? <laughs> yeah, this is, we're adults. We're now. adults now. This is adult. It's, it, now that we're adults, we can get drunk and just deep fry anything. Isn't that a funny window where where the, the, the very brief window of your life, or a little long, mm. if you're me, <laughs> where like... Where you are allowed to drink on a Wednesday night mm. before you realise why one doesn't drink that much mm. on a Wednesday night. That, that that kind of window of your life where where you're allowed to do it and you haven't realised yet why you don't want to do it. Oh, yeah. So funny. Oh, absolutely. I just remember being like, 
Yeah, a Wednesday night out, drinks, and you did like crawling home at four o'clock going, well, okay, I get four hours sleep before movement class. And then everyone would just rock up and every, like four hours ago, we were all just like drunk dancing. Still, you'd still be drunk. To like fucking what music was really big. MGMT. MGMT. Just like on a balcony at someone's house, just fucked. And you would just, oh my God, we're always sweating. <laughs> like we were always in a state of like absolute drenched sweat. This is what Indie Sleaze, we were talking about this a few weeks ago mm. in, and I couldn't remember the name, Indie Sleaze. For all its faults, what Indie Sleaze had right as a look is it was a look that worked if you looked like a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And I think any look that doesn't let you look like a piece of shit is tough on you. Fuck, that's so clever. <laughs> you want one that's like, hey, I look like shit. Yeah. Like they do on skins. And you forget that, that like, that's, they're the sexiest people. That, like, yeah. you know, I, I could say that then. I wouldn't say it. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but just like, oh, I look like I'm on skins. And it's like, no, those people, you look at their careers now, yeah. they're in Hollywood for a reason. Like, they can be sweaty and still look good. Yeah. It's a very rare kind of person 100%. that looks good sweaty. Um, what do you give this video? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I will say, so we're here to talk about the John uh, Stewart clip, but obviously not really because we've got to go soon. <laughs> yeah, no, he shows his bottom. He does. He kisses his ex-wife. It's um, funny that he do- he talks about Seagal. It's funny now knowing how much he hates Seagal. What, that's what I thought was really interesting about this particular interview was that it was captured at a stage in John Leguizamo's career where he was building his career. Yeah. So he was careful about what he was saying to a degree. There's this moment where Jon Stewart's like, what's it like working with Seagal? What's mm. he like? Is he really like this? And John Leguizamo has a drink of water clearly mm. to like block the question because it's like you know that he hates Seagal yeah you know that he hates him yeah but while he's been punched by him has he yet have they made the film yes because he's already talking about what the movies happen right I thought he was just shooting the movie yeah but yeah shooting but But he'd already done one with him so he knew that he hated Seagal we know that he knows he hates Seagal but seeing Mm -hmm. him not and it's also funny because he talks about like oh fuck these guys for cancelling my Mm -hmm. show but I can't say anything bad about Seagal just yet. Yeah. But you see he's waiting. <laughs> yeah, but he shows his full bottom and it was like a real moment, like yeah. of, of seeing a full bottom on television. Yeah. And then he runs up and pretends he kisses a random girl, but we find out that that's his wife and he quickly confirms that. We love that. Love that. <laughs> we do love that. And he tells a really fun story about working on Die Hard 2 because we, of course, here at Leguizamo Rama know he was in Die Hard 2, but not a lot of people would know John Leguizamo was in Die Hard 2 because he does wear a mask the majority of the time. He turns off some lights and he dri- like rides past on a snowboard or a snow ski. Um, but he tells a fun story about how he was essentially pretty much cut from that movie. And then he also talks about Out for Justice because that was the movie he'd done with Seagal, which we have also watched that he has like two seconds in. And he said he had more lines and he revved himself up for it and he ended up just being a shadow and a guy nodding. And when we reviewed Out for Justice with Dave Warnicky, go have a listen, it's a fun ep, we noted how little John Leguizamo did in that fucking movie. It's funny that two movies that we've noted he isn't mm. in much, hearing his story about why yeah. he's not in it that much. And what I, I just love, because we're obviously so involved in this cunt's filmography, is Tu Wong Fu hasn't come out yet, but it's been filmed and it's obviously being talked about because it's this big, like, oh, my God, you've got 
like, at, you know, John Leguizamo wasn't as big a name at the time, but, like, we've got Patrick Swayze and Wesley Snipes dressed up in drag, huge for 1995. Um, so obviously it was a big thing. And John Stewart mentions, oh, we've got Tu Wong Fu coming out soon. And John Leguizamo does a little bit of Chi-Chi Rodriguez just at the end, just like two words. And it was so delicious. Amazing. And it's just so exciting because it's like, I know your career is going to be so full. <laughs> it's not going to go the way you think, no, John. No, John, but, uh, yeah. But it's going to be full. You're going to stay in New York. You know, you're going to have a few more disappointments. Yeah. But you're going to have a good career, yeah. John. Yeah. And that movie that you're trying to forget that you made two years ago, Super Mario Brothers, right now you're embarrassed. But in 10, 15 years' time, iconic. <laughs> iconic, mate. Hey, also on uh, the topic of Broly, that's on Broly as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, I give this interview three and a half Leguistamos. I know it's not much, but I do feel like he was filtering himself a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it's a look I've not seen him rock before. Yeah, the cardigan. It's card. not a look he has in a film, the, at least that we've seen yet. The long curly hair thing. Oh, I thought you were talking about the cardigan vest. But also he does the vest... break that out as, as Dad Guizamo yep. in films. True. But this is very, very sexy Luigi. He is not yeah. Leguizollywood yet. Almost. Uh, yeah, no, almost. It's that just, well, we know he's out of baby legs. Yeah, but like not long out. Not long out. I'm seeing um, sparks of baby legs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I'm going to give it five leg with Stamos because um, it's an interview with him. Actually, no, I'm going to give it four and a half. Okay. Because that because we're talking about the clip here mm-hmm. and they left the ads in. And then the ads distracted me from Leguizamo. Yeah. We ended up talking about the ads so much. Yeah. If they'd cut the ads, it would have been a full Leguistamos mm-hmm. five, but I got to I got I got four and a half. I want to change. I actually do, and I'm not just doing this because you did. I'm going to change mine to four. I do. I, Are I, you sure? A hundred percent. It's not a three and a half. It's a four. Mish. If you get this wrong, it will weigh on you for the rest of your life. And I know that if I'd kept it a three and a half, I would be bothered for the rest of my life. Now I've changed it to a four, I'm happy. Yeah, okay. Are you sure? 100%. Okay, good. Great. I I would hate for us to get this wrong. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed that. Hey, if you're listening to this in 2023, happy new year to you. If you're listening to this in 2024, I hope you're enjoying your new year. Mm. Um, Tom, can you take us away with the Subway commercial? That's fine, right? Something to do with Subway. Um, other than that, have a great one. We'll speak to you next week and let us know what you think of the clip. Bye. What's the big deal with burgers? Compared to Subway's six-inch cold-cut combo for just $1.69, they're no big deal. And for something beyond compare, there's our foot-long cold-cut combo. Subway, the place where fresh is the taste. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.